Hello, friends. Back again. Another loss. Another 4-3 game. Ah, man. That one was really tough. I mean, look, the Kraken, they kind of continued where they were from last game, though, right? Where they... They battled hard. They had the effort. It was it was maybe it was another 30 minute effort, right? They kind of really woke up the second half of that second period. And then they they played their hearts out through the rest, uh, able to erase a two nothing deficit. That was really strong and solid to see. Grubauer played fantastic in the first period, obviously got hurt. You know, we'll we'll see if there's an update from RJ and the Kraken later on this evening. Kind of know how that game goes, though, right? They they're probably not going to tell us anything till at least tomorrow. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, but again, it's it's a, a loss is a loss, and it makes seven straight, right? And and it's just, you know, where where are we at? And it's it's tough. I mean, this is just a tough spot to be in if you're if you're a Kraken fan. Um, can't wait to to spend the next hour with everybody though. Thank you all for joining uh, ECH post game live. As always, shout out to our sponsor, Flatstick Pub. Remind you of those awesome specials over at the South Lake Union location. Um, again, you know, losing streak, post game dollar off beer, not the worst thing in the world. Just, just we're all being honest with each other, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, I wore the the Winter Classic jersey. I wish you could have like debuted it on the channel here brighter occasion but felt like i really had to wear it tonight because of this guy picking up career point number 300 with that goal to kickstart the crack and comeback um all right i, I guess i'll just dive into chat and everything will kind of come out naturally from that that, that tends to be how these go uh autumn not good enough need to be able to get two points in these situations shaking my head i mean right now it, regardless of the situation the crack and just need to be picking up two points right i mean like that's that's kind of where we're at, unfortunately, uh, is just, you know, need to be able to finish games, find a way to, to you know, whether it's playing the full 60 or not, you just got to be able to get it done. Got to be able to score the four goals. If the four goals is going to be what it takes, they got to find a way of doing that, unfortunately. Certainly same with the Super Chat here. Thank you very much. Always appreciate it. Uh, what sacrifice do we need to make to the hockey gods to get a win? So I have been doing my research on the hockey gods, still trying to, I'm trying to really pinpoint like where that idea came from and everything and, and how they came to be. Um, so I'm still working on that for the Patreon pod, the red glare, uh, everybody don't worry. I haven't forgotten. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it feels like all the sacrifices have been made. We're losing people left and right. Berkey goes back down to an injury. Tanev has been in and out of the lineup. Grubauer now with another injury for the second time already this season. I, this is, that's that's where it's at like, like they're already making all of the sacrifices right everybody's sacrificing their body on this team oh man i i i don't know i just don't know what it's going to take to kind of turn this whole thing around i was really feeling it today too i was kind of going around i was telling people i told rj earlier today i thought they were going to get i thought they were going to be able to split these next two games but i thought they were going to be able to get a win tonight against the lightning unfortunately it's not the case Schultz with the super chat here, getting tired of loser points, more injuries, hockey gods making us use up all and then some of the house money we were banking last season. It's a very good way of putting it. I like that a lot there. Uh, it's very true. I mean, I just I just talked about the injuries. There's a really piling up. It's it's getting really difficult. I will say, look, I know all of us are getting tired of loser point. We want the two points. We want that, right? But 
the the loser points is the only thing keeping this somewhat doable for the Kraken, right? You go to the standings right now and you look at things and it doesn't look pretty when you sort by the wild card, right? Like the Kraken are in in rough shot rough uh a rough spot, but also you're only 5 5 points back in Nashville for the second wild card. Like these points matter. Like they do add up right it's seven extra points that the kraken otherwise wouldn't have and i think that's a big deal right now so i know we're kind of it's it's been tough but that's they are adding up i will take it it's better than nothing is i guess what i'm trying to say gary let's start with dylan and rj getting us that podcast as promised i know i'm telling you i'm working on it gary i promise you i have not forgotten i wanted to really do a comprehensive deep dive because i think it's a great idea and it's a great topic so i i am definitely working on it thank you for the super chat gary seth with the super chat thank you very much that hit by tanev was pretty this me looking for a positive look i think that was a positive situation i thought vince dunn standing up for brandon tanev right uh in that sequence what was that is that in the second period or, or third early third i don't remember when exactly it was but when when you have you know Vince Dunn standing up for his teammate. This is something that we've all talked about throughout the course of this year is something the Kraken need to do. It's an important aspect of hockey, something that they need to show that show that toughness standing up for one another, that, that team uh, attitude, that team first attitude. And we saw that tonight, right from Vince Dunn. So that was another positive. I feel like right. Grubauer looked fantastic while he was in there. Credit to Joey coming in cold for a big third period, right? Game's tied at that point. That was a big deal. Good good for Joey. Riker Evans with another solid game, I thought. He looked really good tonight. So there are there were still positives in this one. It's just one of those, we're still playing the what-if game. What if the Kraken don't come out in the first period just flat, right? What if they come out and they turn on, you know, the stuff a little bit earlier in the second period? Right. And we have to play that what if game, unfortunately. But no, I'm I'm with you. The hit by Tanev was pretty Seth. And yeah, there was there was some some bright moments of this game that I think we can all look at and, and appreciate. Super chat from DJ Singletone. Appreciate it. I was watching Nelson Shane. How was Riker? So I thought Riker played pretty well. I'm I'm curious to hear what everybody says. Look, it's another day in which the defense for the Kraken as a whole, as a unit, just leaking like a sieve. It is so easy to get behind these guys. It's just so easy to gain position on them. I mean, we saw this. I mean, I know he's not a defenseman, but, you know, Kucherov on Matty Beniers in this one, right? He's able to get that inside position on that game-winning goal in overtime, able to knock it home and, and get the game winner. But all of the goals for Tampa was just guys getting behind defense. Like, come on, you just got to – you got to – head on a swivel you got to be aware of what's going on what was it the second one the first kucherov goal that second goal for tampa like alexiak like why why is alexiak pulling over why do we have four guys collapsing around the puck carrier letting nikita kucherov of all people the guy leading the nhl in points right now and kind of running away with it in a very sneaky way just wide open there to to be able to put one home back door on Philip Grubauer. Like there's just, there's a lot of that stuff going on right now. And it kind of overshadows some of the stuff, but I thought Riker again, playing pretty conservative in his own zone, which is very much what the Kraken need right now. 
made some good passes, able to break the puck out of the zone extremely well. I really like that about his game. He has really been impressing me here uh, in, in these first two games. Light with the Super Chat. Thank you all so much for these Super Chats, by the way. I really appreciate this. Can't believe we got three more points off Tampa than the last two seasons, lol. I think it's time to call up Auto to go with Riker and Shane. Kids time. I think we are getting to that point again. I will give them the homestand, but if after that things are, are really in a rough spot, if you're only able to pick up a handful of points here, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm all in on just giving the kids the, the keys, let them go, let them get the experience. I'm right there with you, Light. And yeah, talk about this. I mean, <laughs> it kind of shows how like historically bad we've been against Tampa that the three points is like more than we've like ever had. But look, they are still a good team. They showed us that tonight. I know they, they struggled a little bit earlier in the season, but they've been figuring things out. They've got phenomenal players and the Kraken were able to, to, you know, play a really solid game against them, right? They were able to come back against them after giving them some easy goals to begin with, right? That wasn't Tampa doing anything special in the first period. That was the Kraken giving them those goals and the Kraken were able to come back against this Tampa team. They were able to push them to the limit. And I think that's really impressive, especially considering the Kraken are only going to give a 30 minute performance to be able to take a team like the lightning to overtime like that. Really impressive. James with the super chat. They have the same amount of wins as the Sharks. They do, James. That is concerning. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not or try to spin it too positive or anything like that. I am with you. You have eight wins. That's not a good number when you've played 28 games this season, right? You you, you want to have more. That means you've lost 20 games. It's a lot of games to have lost. It's not very good, but this is where I will come back to the OTL the loser point, the fact that you do have seven of those offsets this, right? That is the difference between you being in 10th for the wild card versus in sixth for a wild card, right? That's a big, big, big difference. It's the difference between being 10 points out of a wild card spot or being um, uh, five, right? Like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, it's I, I'm going to I'm going to say that I will give them credit on that aspect of it. They are keeping themselves in it by taking these games to overtime. But I'm with you, James. Eight wins, 28 games played. Not good. It's not good. And I don't think anybody on the team would tell you that's good either. And then finally, the comic binge here, with the super chat. I am gutted. I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of Kraken fans feeling that way. We all had the, the high expectations for this year and just has I mean, eight wins in 28 games. I don't think I need to say more, unfortunately. I think we're all kind of in that same boat where it's just you're kind of shell-shocked. Like, what is happening? What's going on? What? How did we end up here? How did it How did it happen like this? What? What's going on? Because uh, that's very much how I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at right now. It's just I'm still just kind of trying to figure out how this is all, how this is all happening. Oh, man. And, and what's going on with it? Um, see this uh a super chat here from jacob no comment on it i'm going to read your previous comment here uh everly cycling back for defense after the pass to the big rig stud behavior grew coming up early bjork with another goal uh love this team love the push to get to overtime i'm with you like like i said earlier there are a lot of positives for this one and i appreciate you bringing those up jacob and for the super chat it it's there were a lot of positives. They had the effort. You're able to come back against Tampa. It's again, it's just finding that consistency, 
Kraken right now just are struggling so much when it comes to consistency. And really when it comes to that consistency, it's it's some of its effort, but a lot of it's just mental focus, right? RJ's been talking a lot about the focus problem. I'm, I'm going to join him right now, right? They just are struggling so much to have 60 minutes of focus or to focus from game to game, right? They finished last game strong. Can't carry that over to the start of this one. You look at the way that they allow Tampa Bay Lightning players to get behind them on defense. Like I've already said, I mean, I could break down the goals like like film wise or with the whiteboard or any of that stuff. But it's just it's maddening a little bit. I will be honest. My defensive brain just like breaks. Um, but it's it is one of those things of they just need to be able to find a way to consistently bring over that 60 minutes of focus right? Don't always need the effort, right? You can get by on the 30 minutes of effort. We saw that tonight, but you need 60 minutes of focus at the very least, because you can't keep digging yourself a hole the way that they have through this losing streak. But I am with you, Jacob, not to, not to derail that. I'll, I'll try to end it on a positive here talking after your super chat. Um, they are because of the, the depth that they have, the scoring depth that they have, right? And, and even at the top end, Jared McCann getting another one tonight because of the goaltending that they have, that's really good. Like they have a lot of positives here. The loser points add up. They are still in a spot where they can potentially turn things around. They just have to get on it and they have to, they have to do it. Tammy with the super chat. So how do the loser points affect draft order? Also, I need Afra therapy. Afra, you're up. You're up. Oh man. She was out cold. Give her a sec, Tammy. Uh, I probably she'll be with us in a sec. Come on. Um, I mean, look, if you are somebody who's looking at the lose at uh, draft position and, hey, where are we going to be in the lottery? How great of odds are we going to have? Then you are definitely not a fan of the loser point because as much as a positive it is that the loser point is keeping us in that wild card hunt and keeping the Kraken kind of treading water, it does the exact opposite if you're somebody who kind of wants them to just write this year off, go for Macklin, Celebrini, all that kind of stuff because the loser point it does exactly what I said earlier, right? When I was saying the Sharks are in 10th in the conference and, and the Kraken, you know, there's six back on the wild card. Uh, it's it's it, the inverse of that when you're when you're dealing with the draft odds. So not very good. It doesn't it does not help the draft odds a lot. The fact that they keep getting these loser points. I will I will give you that. And then real quick for the Afro therapy. Let me bust out another. These are just massive. These cookies I got you, Afro. Yes, they are. They are just phenomenally large. Um, Ricky, what's scoring depth? It's that thing that the Kraken do have every so often. Enough to get them to three goals anyway. Yeah, for getting getting frame. I'll turn the camera. There you go. There she is. They're so big, though. They're so big, Afra. I know she already made a mess of my comforter earlier, and now she can get crumbs all over the bed. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. So lots of lots of chats here. I thank you everybody for the super chats. Really appreciate that. Let me try to catch up here on um let me try to catch up here on the chat because there's like I think 144 chats that I have to get to now. Uh so bear with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of speed run it and I'm gonna be going uh I'm gonna be jumping at time. So again, if I skip something you really want an answer to, feel free to throw it back in at the bottom. Uh Beneer's too slow in overtime, they still need more playmakers, sadness. I'm starting to really wonder if it's just the system that they're running, James, 
And, and if that's really kind of the problem right now is that it doesn't allow guys like Maddie or Alexander Wenberg to be playmakers enough. I talked about it on the last post game, use the whiteboard to kind of diagram it, but they are really trying to focus on sending their centers very aggressively down the slot. If you are a natural playmaker in the way that Maddie Beneers or Alexander Wenberg is, that doesn't really suit your style. That suits a finisher. That suits a center who wants to be aggressive, maybe a bigger body center who wants to go in and get shots from those prime scoring areas. But it doesn't suit somebody who wants to kind of survey the defense and then surgically strike and pick apart what the other team is doing the way both Wenberg and Maddie Beniers kind of naturally want to do. So I'm kind of with you. I think I don't know that it's that they need more playmakers. It's that they need to put their playmakers in a better spot to play make is I think what the what the real problem is right now. B, the 4-3 curse strikes again. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. Uh, ben, let me guess, crack and lose 4-3 for the millionth time this season. Just, just about, you're not far off on that. Here, can we just move you over here? Or can we move her over there with your cookie? There you go. Um, oh, look, 4-3 again. Everybody on that. George, seven losses in a row. Vegas has five on the season. Hurts my soul. It does. It's not great. It's not great. That is for sure. Um, Julia, we've gotten over the can't come back when we're down by two curse, but I don't think we've won a game yet where we were down by two at any point, right? You are correct because they started that during this seven-game losing streak, so they've been able to collect a couple points off of it, but you are correct, Julia. They have not actually won a game in which at some point they were trailing by two yet. That is still something that needs to come for the Kraken. Another super chat here from Light on the bright side. Uh, very funny with your name there, uh, Light. If all goes poorly, Celebrini is likely going to make the team a wagon for a long time. Silver linings, you know. Look, it's not even him. Even if the Kraken don't end up with, with Macklin Celebrini, they have some of the pieces to do that right now already. Matty Beneers can still do that. I, I've been following a lot of the discussions from a lot of the um, analytics people on Twitter when it comes to Matty Beneers. And almost everybody universally agrees that He's just been kind of unlucky when it comes to finishing this year because he is generating so many chances. Everybody's model is saying that he should be putting up a lot more points and especially goals than what he has been. Uh, I said it last game. I think it definitely held true to this one. His confidence looks shaken right now, but that's not going to be the case for the rest of his career, right? And I think Matty Beniers is going to be good for a long time. Shane Wright still looks unbelievably fantastic we're seeing Riker look very good at this at the um, NHL level right now they've still got a ton of prospects that are all playing fantastic we don't need to worry about tanking for a first overall pick to have a bright future right now I think they've got a lot of great stuff in the pipeline without it to be to be perfectly honest um, and I know that I'll start with you trying to be optimistic I out optim I out optimistic to you is that what's the verb for that uh uh let's see um b i mean yeah they came back after being down by two but if they had come out in the first period like they did halfway through the second they wouldn't have put themselves in that position to begin with i'm telling you the lack of focus right now is just absolutely killing them it's just crushing them the holes they are digging are just just too deep right we're seeing them they're able to get back up to about ground level Right, but they just can't get anything past that, unfortunately. Um, Hockey Fork, that went better than I was expecting. That's as good as this team is capable of playing right now. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that is. I, I think there is something to that. Um, 
especially when you factor in the injuries that they've had to deal with right now, including, you know, you lose your goaltender who was playing fantastic in this game. Justin Schultz is banged up in this one, right? You wonder about um, how at 100% some of the other guys are in the lineup. Lightning are a really good team. They, they got a lot of star power. They're in a playoff spot. They've been turning it on lately. Like, I there's something to be said for that. I I'm I would be okay with the Kraken kind of playing as well as the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. I would definitely take that. Um, Gregory, I'm getting sick of these losses, especially at home. Too many injuries. Agreed. I mean, the losses at home is one thing. We've talked about that a lot, and it is something that everybody hopes changes. The injuries, though, is just being so so rough right now just really 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 rough oh man i really wish that that would stop really <laughs> striatic the overall play felt okay felt like going to overtime was fair but then squandering that overtime power play with no killer instinct not having the confidence to pass cross seam was so frustrating i am with you on this striatic i was very disappointed in that power play especially because they had a great power play to start the third period, right? They they knew what they were doing. This was setting them up to do something like that again. And then especially when you're getting a power play in overtime like that, like there's so much time and space you have to work with. Like you can do this, guys. You can be skilled. You can be playmakers. We know that they can be. We've seen it from them before. And we've seen it from them. Well, I was going to say in these sweaters, but we haven't seen it from them in these exact sweaters. But we've seen it from them in Kraken sweaters. And I'm I'm with you. That power play was was their chance. I'm just gonna move that back because Afro is I guess camera shy tonight. Um, that was their chance, and they did squander it. I think you 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 hit the nail on the head there. That they they needed to be a little bit more aggressive with that power play. Um, I will agree with you on that all day. We got RJ here. That was a lot quicker than last game, RJ. Yeah, quite a bit. About 20 minutes faster than last game. No, we got in and out pretty quickly. Not a whole lot really said after this one. And I'm, you know what, Dylan? I'm really curious what the vibe is in here, what everyone kind of thinks, because I, I think the reaction from the players and from Coach Haxtell, I think mostly from Haxtell too, is that this one kind of felt like a continuation of the last game against New Jersey where they felt like they put the proper effort in, they just didn't get the result. So I'm curious if people in here think that that was the case or that maybe the effort left something to be desired. I look, there's there's some stuff. I will say this. This is a good one from Dave that I just happened to be looking at. I missed me some lemon lime Gatorade time. Does that give you what you need to know, RJ? I mean, yeah. Like it's it is, it's a seven-game losing streak. It's been mixed. I will say I'm still about a hundred comments back because people are really uh into it. It looks like right a now. very active chat. It's very active tonight. I've seen more Macklin Celebrini talk than I remember seeing at any other point this season, but also on the flip side, lots of people are pointing out the positives and that, that the fact that they, you know, they did have a solid, I would call it a 30 minute effort tonight. RJ really started about halfway through that second period. Um, I, mostly I would say this is, and everybody, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We're all just tired. We just want yeah. a different result than the one that we just, we've gotten for the last seven games. Yeah, I think that was kind of the overwhelming feeling among really everybody, whether it was in the room, in the building at large, right? I think everyone's kind of tired. And yeah, I mean, personally, you, you beat me to it. I was going to say it was like a 35-minute effort tonight, which you can't be surprised when that's not enough, I feel like. Yeah. The start was enough to put you behind, and, and you can't spot a team like Tampa two goals in that way and expect to still win the game. I mean, Valiant's effort to come back from it, but the starts are still a problem, so... 
that's kind of my my one take on that where this game differs from the new jersey one because you didn't show up on time yep exactly uh and you oh boy i mean i was i was borrowing your focus line rj talking about the first period in this one and then digging themselves a hole if not for philip grubauer this game would have been ugly and fast uh super chat here from zame lowest projection has kraken 20 percent to make the playoffs roughly one out of five universes they turn it around doesn't feel like it right now but a turnaround is very realistic efforts been there recently so yes the effort has been there recently rj does feel like this i spoke a lot earlier about you know the loser points rj right they kraken are able to get a point right now they are only five games out of uh, five points excuse me out of a wild card spot like they're they're doing a good enough job of treading water. They just, I mean, it just feels like everybody right now has been struggling. That they that's above them. If they could just start getting two points here or there, they'd be right back in it. Yeah, well, I can certainly report to you. The players do have hope. They do believe. Uh, Jordan Everly said we've seen teams come back from four or five games below five hundred and do just fine. The line between winning and losing is just so thin, and we feel like we're right there. We just have to get one to go for us. And then Jamie Alexiak also pointed out, he said, there's a lot of games left this season. You can just start banking points. You're certainly not out of it. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for the super chat, uh, super chat there, Zane. Really appreciate that. Um, and, and you're, you know, 20%, I mean, that's not as bad as maybe things have seemed right now. I know it's not great, yeah. um, but it's, you know, there are worse odds in some games in Vegas. Uh, Coop, I'm t- uh, oh wait, no, it was uh, Varen. What do we have to do to get Riker on the power play? I know he made a couple of mistakes last game, but more reps can only help, and it's not like they're winning anyways. Uh, did you care to you know? You don't have to address necessarily just the power play stuff, but what do you think of Riker in his second game? Um, I, I still you look. There were some rookie mistakes, but I think overall I liked his game. You know, it starts with that unfortunate penalty very early in the game that you know maybe sets not the best tone. I think it put the Kraken really behind in a momentum standpoint, even though they didn't give up a goal on the ensuing power play. Um, but overall, I liked what he saw. There were a lot of plays where I just turned to the people next to me and like, wow, Riker, you know? Um, and he brings that element that maybe a lot of other cracking defensemen don't necessarily bring that wow factor. Um, and as far as him on the power play, I think we might see it more coming up potentially because, of course, Justin Schultz left this game with an injury. He took a puck to the face. Haxtell didn't have any update on him. He was asked if he's going to be available tomorrow. He said, I have no idea. So, um, you know, we'll see on that. That's one injury update. And then, of course, Philip Grubauer leaving at the end of the second period with uh, a lower body injury. Certainly looked like his groin, you know, going across there. Feels like we've seen that before. Uh, No update on him either. But, uh, you know, of course, didn't look good. No, I was just going to ask you about that, too, because there's some talk in here uh, about that. And also, yeah. Haxtell, by the way, mentioned it probably will take a day or two, he said, to get an update on Grubauer. So I certainly would not expect him to be available tomorrow. It is going to be so, tough. The last because... bit was me, by the way. I, you know. Yeah. No, I was just going <laughs> to say, like, I, it is one of those things because because they have that game tomorrow night, like it's it, they're not going to be able to, you know, the whole focus can't just be on on that kind of thing. Um that being said, I mean, Joey, you know, Grubauer looked fantastic to start this one. Joey did a, a good job coming in kind of cold there. Um, Maddie looking on the positive side here, cracking prospects, making the world juniors is pretty sweet though. They're going to be all over the world juniors. That is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's talking with everybody there. Um, Let's see. Uh, Burnt Krem, when the asteroid is barreling down on Earth, I want Dylan doing the call. The positivity might make it burn up in the atmosphere. All right. So there, I should have just read that to let you know how things have been going tonight, Archie. Yeah, that gives me a pretty good idea. 
Speaking of positive things out of this game, though, I, I'm sure you probably talked about it, but Grubauer's mask, have we mentioned that since we were no, talking we about the goalies? It was fantastic. Okay. I'm going to go on the record right now before you say anything, RJ. Best okay. mask in Kraken history. I loved it. You know what? I, I might actually go that far, and I'll, I'll give you credit for going there first. I was going to say I think it's his best mask, and it's like, you know, it's just better than his ordinary ones. Um, so, and, and, I don't know if you saw the report from Jeff Baker, you know, his piece. Um, apparently he was able, Grubauer was able to get around the NHL rule about a specialty mask because he plans to wear it in future games, which I think is awesome. Just like make yeah. that, you know, make that a, a full-time mask. Like, I think it's great. Just do that. Um, so it's an interesting loophole that he found, but I think it works just perfectly with, you know, with the uniforms, the art style is awesome. Um, I don't mind it as a regular thing. No, I wouldn't at all. I thought it was, it's a beautiful mask. It's, you know, it looks fantastic. He played great in it too, RJ. Like, you know, like there's something to be said for that as well, especially at that position, the superstition, although maybe the injury offsets that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, we saw two new Grubauer masks today. Maybe that's too much to debut all in one day. Yeah, a little, maybe. Um, Zane, the worst part about losing all these overtime games is that the loser point technically keeps them in it enough that you can't actually throw in the towel. I guess that would be the worst case scenario, RJ, is that you just can, you just tread water all year, right? You don't bottom out completely for draft position and you don't really get back in it for the playoffs. Yeah, that is the worst thing you can do in the NHL is kind of be right in that middle ground where you're not terrible, but you're not making the playoffs either. But it's a long ways to go before the trade deadline. And if you're still at that point, you can always make the decision to, to get rid of some guys off the roster. And I bet you that'll make the team worse. Yeah. No, like definitely. if you want to get worse. Right. No, definitely. Um, Becca Groovy's mask was sickening. Do you mean sick? Like, like good. <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> uh, Stratic like the mask. Jake like the mask. Um, yeah. Oh, this thing. There we go. Uh, so many comments in here. Like it's just, it's, it's like super laggy for yeah. me. Also uh, credit to our photographer, everybody. Jen. She got an awesome shot. Like the one that I used mm -hmm. on Twitter, it's of the mask and then Grubauer just catching a puck right going into his glove. Like as soon as she got the shot, I mean, she's fantastic photo. Yeah. Definitely. Uh means good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, love it. Thank you for the super chat, Becca. It was it was a fantastic, fantastic one. Uh good night, Pablo. Um, I just I, I'm I'm gonna jump around here, everybody again. Sorry, there's just so many uh comments tonight. Um, let's see. Uh Zayn reminding everybody everybody's talking about the odds in the playoffs and everything. Zayn's reminding everybody who won the 2019 Stanley Cup and where were they in the standings in January? I mean, it's last place. Yep. That, that team, right. That gives hope to every team from forever. This is the every year. Line. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's struggling is going to point to that. Yeah. Now the flip side, burnt crime. If the doctor told you you have 20% chance, how do you feel? I mean, if the option is, is nothing, I'm going to take the 20% and fight hard to be part of that 20%. That's how I would feel in that scenario. Yeah. And you know what? The, the work you put in can change those. I'd feel better knowing, you know, the work that you put in, like if you're a player or a coach that can help improve those odds. Like it's all up to you. Yeah. Or calling up like Shane, Wright. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've probably mentioned that at some point already in this post game. The idea of calling up Shane Wright. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see at least one call up Coachella Valley given the injury situation, but uh, we'll see what they do. Yeah, no, I, uh, Magna scored tonight. What about a Magna Riker Evans pairing, RJ? I'd I wouldn't down. mind it. I, I will say, because on the topic of Riker Evans, because um, we have one game of him with Brian Dumoulin, we have one game of him with Justin Schultz. I prefer him paired with Dumoulin. I think it just Agreed. works better having 
the stay-at-home defensive type defenseman there with him. I think that's a better match for a D pair, even if it means Riker Evans is playing on the right side. I don't mind seeing him there. So I, I think with Schultz, you know, his face in unknown condition, we might see that again. But if it is Magna too, I don't mind that. The, the NHL needs to put you in charge of all uh, the injury news and everything. Face I'm sure in all unknown the, condition. Yeah. I've said too much by saying face. Yeah, but, yeah well, already, yes. Um, <laughs> he is an unknown condition. Yes, exactly. Um, Nicole, if we lose again tomorrow, should we expect any big changes? Eight in a row and against a sub-500 team, not as sub as us, but still. Um, I like Again, I'm, I'm still standing on the whole, give it the whole homestand, RJ, before you really shake things up. I'm also starting to wonder if the amount of injury starts changing how the Kraken view everything too, right? Do you maybe cut players and, I don't know, a coach some slack because the roster has just been decimated and it just continues to, to pile up. I think at a certain point, maybe you do. I mean, with Schwartz and Burakovsky already out, that's a lot of the team's scoring power. And then certainly, you know, with Grubauer out potentially for, for who knows how long, I think the team might start looking at it that way. Certainly, I think through the end of the homestand, I wouldn't expect any major changes uh, until the homestand is over. I mean, maybe if you lose the first five and you're coming up on the last game, maybe you see something, but it'll take more than just these first two. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Coop saying, did you see Joey's winter classic mask with the Griffey and Ichiro baseball cards? It's fantastic. That mask. It's awesome. I love the baseball theme. I mean, just including those players on the cards. It's perfect. Uh, great job to Joey. And of course, Shifty, who uh, is, is mask artist who helped design that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was great. I think he responded to our, uh, you know, to our compliments on that mask as well. Um, but I mean, he always puts out great stuff. Yeah, he does. Cappy saying, was it just me or did Dunn and Borgen have more pair time tonight? Are they listening? Well, historically speaking, we would say, yes, they are listening The Kraken. I'm looking it up right now, RJ. Did Look it up, Dylan. I-, I didn't notice it a ton. I just knew the D pairs did kind of mix around a little bit once Schultz went out, uh, you know, as they would have to. Um, but Dylan, tell me how much time um, Borgen and Dunn played together. Two minutes and 46 seconds. I'll take it. Like, that's not insignificant. Okay, what, give me give me the stats. What's the expected goals percentage, Dylan? Um, not good. <laughs> okay, well, it's fun while it lasted. Uh, I would have to do. Let's see, nine point seven percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I said. It's really not good. Now, I will say it was basically no event, right? Because expected goals for with them on ice point zero zero seven but the expected goals against was 0.068. So yes, the percentage isn't great, but it was basically just like nothing happened while they were out there. Okay. That, that actually is not as bad as the percentage would tell you. Yeah. Basically nothing happened. There's, there is, uh, there is something to be said for that. Um, yeah. Schultz with the super chat here. Who's the next goaltender? Driggs played for CV tonight. Um, I would assume Joey goes tomorrow, right? Yeah. Just, he was going to anyway with Grubauer getting the start tonight. Um, but I would imagine, you know, you know, if Grubauer is going to miss any time and certainly for tomorrow, you would you get Drieger on a plane overnight, yep. probably. Yeah, Drieger is the guy. And Coachella Valley has also been dealing with a goalie injury as well. So mm-hmm. um, Drieger is certainly the guy. I mean, goalies can play two nights in a row. Like it's possible they can do it if pressed into duty. So it shouldn't yeah. be a problem, certainly to have him backing up. Also, he's in Abbotsford right now, which thankfully is really close. Um, yes. So it should be a pretty short hop over here to Seattle. That is true. That is very, very true. Um, 
let's see here uh, lots of people talking about stuff um about the masks and everything love to see that um uh, maddie the alexiak goal felt really good people sleep on him like we've been talking about him at various points throughout the season rj jamie alexiak's been having a heck of a year that was a really nice goal it was i mean to to find his way through that screen to kind of come mm -hmm. in and support whenever he had the puck um i think that's kind of the blueprint for a lot of what the kraken want to be doing and to, to beat vasilevsky you know without a a tip there too is pretty impressive. I mean, he, he walked into that shot. Um, so, you know, good play from him. And I can, I think overall he's been pretty solid this season. He has been, he has been, I, I really, I really liked that one. Um, <laughs> Ricky blues are the only example people can point to, but it's, it's an example to point to the precedent has been set. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Magna was solid outside of the goal too tonight. DJ Singleton letting us know. Been watching the uh, the Firebirds game like that. Um, Becca saying Evan plus Lars. Uh, let me see how much Evans and Lars got. They got four minutes and twenty seconds. RJ. Now, Ooh, okay, that's that's a significant amount of time. Nine point three percent though. So somehow actually somehow worse than the Borgen Dunn pairing. Although again, fairly low event. So take that for what you will. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and look at some of these D pair stats just because Schultz being out through it all uh, into chaos in a way we haven't really seen this season because the D has been so consistent. It's been the same six guys up until the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has been. And and so, but you know, injuries, like at some point it, you do need to maybe shake it up anyway, just because the D has been playing poorly lately, Yeah. but the injuries are really going to necessitate some of this stuff. Um, Although we'll, I'm assuming we're probably not going to see a big shakeup tomorrow. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, Pablo, I hope you've been holding up okay uh, since the loss of your dad a couple weeks ago. Um, let's see. Uh, Christmas move blackout period starts on the 18th. No trades until the 27th allowed from Ricky because uh, some people were talking about stuff. I'm still not thinking a trade is in the works probably that soon. Although the injuries, RJ, like this is, I guess, where the depth for the Kraken comes in. Normally when a team does go through, you know, the amount of injuries that they have, you would maybe see a move for, for just a body. Right, you would, but the Kraken actually do have some pretty good depth. And, um, and you know, with the recent D injury being on D there with Schultz being out for who knows how long, like that's the one area they're super prepared for. Like, they have too many NHL-ready defensemen, so uh, it should be easy to just bring Dumoulin back in the lineup. And, I mean, I feel bad for Megna, too. You actually do get the injury on D now, potentially, and Riker Evans is already ahead of you on the depth chart. Yes, yes, that is true. Um, Vahiren pointing out that tonight was the second night of a back-to-back -back for Drieger. So, yeah, Joe, Joey's oh, definitely okay. playing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Joey's playing tomorrow is, is what's happening. Um, let's see uh coop kind of crazy with how this game went that none of us are complaining about getting a goal taken away that was really such a gut punch at the time i do remember being in the discord for that rj and then even later when bjorkstrand got his goal um everybody was like holding their breath like is this one gonna get taken away too it was it was a pretty big gut punch especially because so it happened right away yeah, so after the bjorkstrand goal i don't know if the broadcast showed it could you see that the lightning coaches were talking about it they yeah, were like I, huddled up discussing it. That's why everybody was really like, okay, is this one going to stick? Cause it and was, on the entry too, I noticed that it was close. It was like, close. I remember thinking when it went in, I was just like, oh boy. But uh, you know, the first one, I think, you know, it's one of those that can potentially be a gut punch. And Dave Haxtell talked about that as a moment that can really be deflating. 
but he liked how his team responded. They didn't fall apart after something like that happened. And he, he did mention, by the way, it was the right call. I'm sure the broadcast showed it. He was like more than a foot offside, you know, easy, easy call to make, you know. Um, so I, I don't you know, necessarily feel bad about it. It's the right call. But still, that's a moment that can take the wind out of your sails. And the Kraken didn't let it to their credit. Yeah, it was it was uh, one of those where like they showed it once and it was just like, a, oh, yeah, like no need to look at that from a different angle kind of thing. Um, yeah, uh, just because you, uh, you said something that that triggered it and I wanted to get your thoughts on um, when Von, when Vince Dunn kind of came to the defense of Brandon Tanev there and, and got things going a little bit. Um, just your thoughts on that, because that's something that we had talked about a lot earlier in the season, just the guys kind of having that fire a little bit sticking up for each other. And we saw an example of it tonight. Yeah, and it's one of those where I, I want to be just all in favor of it and support him kind of getting in there and mixing it up. I, I do think, again, that's one of those situationally where it was kind of over. And I know you do want to send a message there, but like Tanev was cross checking back. He was kind of standing up for himself there. And I know, you know, it was escalated. But Dunn, yeah. again, he's just, you know, throwing little jabs, jab, jab, jab. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure at some point the ref told knock it off and he didn't. But mm -hmm. the penalty that you take there, I mean, that thankfully the Kraken killed it off. And that's one where I guess you do want to stand up for your teammates so they can go in and send that message. But if they don't kill that penalty off, that would be huge. I think, what was it? tied at that point what was the score was it 2-2 two, two? I was I was trying to remember earlier I couldn't remember exactly where in the sequence it happened I guess I could just look at the penalty history here um uh yeah Vince it was it would have been yeah it would have been late enough that it was 2-2 two, two if I'm seeing the t if I'm getting the time right yeah it was 2-2 two, two at the time so and I, so I remember thinking at the time like man you know I, I don't mind him standing up for a teammate but at that moment at this time in the game in a way that this could set everything wrong in the game. Yeah. It just, it felt undisciplined. It worked because you got the lightning player to as well, right? Like, like the refs saw the initial thing that caused Vince Dunn to go off. So, and keep in mind, this was all, it was going to be a penalty on Brandon Tanev anyway. Right. So the cracker yeah. were going to be down a man, no matter what. Um, now you could argue with Brandon Tanev. Why are you just repeatedly cross-checking somebody like, four times too many that that's really the place where it's like what are you doing um but it, it it worked because the refs happened to see what set vince dunn off right that little shoulder on so i don't know if you saw it actually because well, that's it, it, yeah uh, well yeah because i wasn't sure what the original what the lightning penalty was for if okay. it was for i thought they were getting tanev and the other player just together and then they also got done for for coming in there. I wasn't sure if or if it was the other way around. It was the other way around. Brandon Tanev was okay. initially called for the cross checks, right? And then they saw that um what came in and does the shoulder on shoulder on on Brandon Tanev. Right. Vince Dunn comes to his defense. They called roughing on each other is how they okay. officially scored that. Okay, so. in that case, totally fine with it. If you can pull the other yep. guy out of the box with you, no problem. Yep. Uh, Coop Evans, the Evans and Lars pair gave up the game tying goal. So that's probably why that, yeah, that would, that would explain that. Uh, Maddie asking, does Jagger Furcus see the NHL soon? No, <laughs> it needs to get a lot, lot, uh, heavier. It's what he needs. Yeah. Uh, it needs oh, to add some weight but. on the game tying goal, by the way, cause Haxtell gave some good breakdowns of some of the goals against, which he doesn't usually do. Um, on the, on, the first one that he mentioned actually was the third goal for Tampa and the game tying goal. And he said, that's one where, you know, you you play it pretty well. And then as we were coming up the neutral zone, it goes off the official and that's kind of what creates the space there. Um, and so we did point that out, you know, he didn't try and use it as an excuse, but he did make sure to mention it. Yes, definitely. And he's just, uh, a, that's kind of an indicator of how things have been going for us recently. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, Varen, going back to the disallowed goal, saying at least they didn't disintegrate after they lost that goal. That is true. They kept fighting. Um, Light saying Jagger's a good two to three years away. Agreed. Uh, he needs to learn how to play as a smaller player a little bit more. So he definitely is going to need a year in Coachella Valley uh, tomorrow at the very least. Uh, tomorrow, next season, excuse me. Uh, hey, it'll, it'll feel like that at some That's point. Efficiency. You know? That's efficiency. Get a year down tomorrow. Feel. All right. We got a massive super chat here, RJ, from our friend Jeremiah, the sports beard. All right. Hey, Emerald City Hockey. Dylan and RJ, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. If I didn't say it, thanks for coming on the shows again. Uh, so appreciated it. Uh, let's do it again mid-season. If I could get one present, it would be the offside review would go away. <laughs> so we talked about it. Uh, it's, it's definitely one of those that, uh, you know, it's, you love it when it helps you out. You despise it when it doesn't. But seriously, uh, Sportsbeard, that is a fantastic gift. Thank you very much. And yeah, we had a fantastic time doing it. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremiah. Yeah, I had a great time coming on your show. Absolutely would love to do it again. Uh, and there's so much more to talk about now at this point, too. Looking forward to it. And thanks again for the super chat. Sorry about the offside reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really just can take the wind out of your sails. Like whenever whenever you see that the it's the challenge has been made, you know it's no mm -hmm. goal, too. It's just it's so deflating. It really is. Well, especially when it's like, you know, John Cooper's the one doing it. Mm -hmm. it's like, well, he, he doesn't miss. I, I've just got to kind of believe that it happened then without it needing to see it. Uh, but yeah, everybody check out sports beard on the nights of the Kraken aren't playing. Definitely recommend that. Um, all right, let's see, Tammy, we talked a little bit about hacks job just for educational purposes. Who's out there who would take his place. I know nothing about who's out there. Um, real quick, I guess like what Dean Evison would be the big one. He was fired by the wild earlier this season. I'll just say this on the topic, RJ. And I told you this the other day. If the Kraken are to hire, if the Kraken do make a coaching change mid-season, I would like them to bring somebody in on an interim basis and then do a full in-depth coaching search in the off-season. Because whatever coach, if you do make a change you bring in, is going to be the coach for the next several years, most likely, if you don't really make it clear that they're an interim. And you they're going to be there for your competitive window with Shane and with Maddie and all that stuff. So if I'm the Kraken and you're having to do something mid-season where it's a very quick timeline where you have to do your coaching search and you don't have a ton of time to line up a bunch of interviews and make it a really in-depth process. You just, you, you pick somebody, you have them be the interim coach, you ride out the year and then you do that. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And you have to know who's out there and there's going to be more options out there in any off season uh, that you can pick from. And you want to be thorough as for the interim coach. I mean, it just educationally, it's probably Dave Lowry or Jay Leach. Yeah you know, people who are already there. I, I could see any of them, right? I could see Paul McFarlane yeah. getting it too, right? I mean, they he's the one trusted to drop all the plays and all that kind of stuff uh, in late situations. So I, I think they have, they have really great internal candidates if they were to do something like that. Um, Light, sucks that we aren't winning, but I'm so excited for the Winter Classic and the chance to meet some of y'all. Every storm has a rainbow at the end. Does, thank you again for another super chat, Light. Always appreciate it. And yeah, RJ, I am just so ready. I've been, I, know. I love this jersey. That jersey looks so good on you. I saw the pictures earlier today. Figured you might just wear it for post game today. And I, I definitely see why. I I'm still, to. yeah, look at that. Scored a goal tonight. Yep, 300. The day point. the jersey arrives. Um, so yeah, love to see that. And I'm so excited still. You know, the, mm -hmm. the losing streak, it is what it is, but I, it's not calming my excitement for that event at all. Still so pumped for it. Yes. Um, 
Riley here. Uh, amazing what happens when you start throwing the body around and the energy it creates. Tanev's best game, in my opinion, would do anything to have uh, Janot on our squad. Tanev Janot, RJ. I mean, whew, he's a good player. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, at that I, stuff. I remember a ways back we did a scouting profile for him, thinking he was a possible guy that the Kraken could grab in the expansion draft. He just played so well that season that it was mm -hmm. clear that. He actually got protected over some like surprise players with uh, Nashville. I think they only protected four forwards, and he was one of them. So, I mean, that speaks to how valuable he was, and he was mixing up everywhere tonight. Yeah, it was. Um, Julia pointing out, the Kraken have fully killed off the top two power plays in the league in the last two games. That's a good stat. It is. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I, 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 and this is what we were just talking in the previous one, right? Mentioning Brandon Tanev. Brandon Tanner presence on that PKRJ. He gets them moving. He changes things around. He gets in those passing lanes. I will always stand by that. He's fantastic there. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Stratic. So, hey, I'm curious. Did that 2019 St. Louis Blues turnaround from last place to cup win involve a coaching change? Uh, yes, it did. It okay. involved a coaching change and it involved a goalie change. Uh, the two big things were... Uh, who was their coach? Was it Hitchcock that got fired? But anyway, oh, Craig Berube, yeah. who was, yeah, I think, an assistant on that staff at that time, got elevated to the interim coach. And then also, uh, goaltending-wise, they brought up Jordan Biddington from the AHL. I know I'm saying too much here, but uh, yeah, gross. But they did bring up Jordan Biddington from the AHL, and uh, he just went on a ridiculous run that lasted all the way through to Game 7 of the Cup Final. But the goalie change and the coaching change were two of the big reasons for the turnaround. Yeah, um, and we'll probably just leave it at that. <laughs> Jake, we played much better tonight when we were hitting and fired up. Uh, we lost momentum when we let up. There is something to that, RJ. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when the Kraken had the physicality in this one, um, they were playing well. And it's something they don't always really bring a whole lot. They're not a team that's going to go and, and you know bang guys into the boards and uh, do that kind of stuff. But I think the Lightning were bringing it. And the Kraken were matching them every bit of the way. And it's good to know that they can do that. But yeah. I think it got them engaged in the game. It got them focused. Mm -hmm. It brought that, that key element, focus, that they were missing in the first period. Um, and if that's what it takes to get guys engaged in the game, maybe you should do it a little bit more. Right. It's one of those things that it's giving you something to think about and focus on, right? When you when you are going out there and and if the if the the message you're receiving or you're getting and you're receiving is go out there, play physical, get things started on a floor check, all that stuff. It It's getting you more actively involved in the game, right? And that not only boosts effort because you got to make sure you can get in there and, and lay out that hit and you have the speed to do so and the energy to do so. And it'll just kind of fire you up for doing it anyway, right? It kind of gives you that rush of adrenaline, but it's also getting you more involved like just in your head, like you're thinking about something, right? Okay. I'm having to analyze where is this guy going? Where is the puck right now? Is this an opportunity for me to line something up? And it does draw you in and focus on things. And, and then that focus expands out from there for the rest of the game. And so I do think that it is one of those kinds of messages that, you know, maybe this team needs at least in the first period right now, because that's where they've been really struggling with both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, besides the Kraken, who's everyone's pick for the cup winner? 
Oh, that's an interesting question from Habak. Hope everybody has fun with that one. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Nicole, hiring a guy who was just fired. Lol, love the NHL. That's historically how it's gone, though, <laughs> for sure. Yep. That's peak NHL. <laughs> that is peak NHL. Um, let's see. Rebecca, all oh, the first season vibes, losing streaks, but at least the jerseys are fresh. That's true. Uh, the jerseys are really good. When will we get a true alternate jersey? Something a bit more creative from Burnt Creme, RJ. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I'd like to see maybe because the Winter Classic ones, they don't have like the giant TV numbers or aren't too obnoxious. I'd love to see that kind of morph into an alternate jersey for the Kraken. Um, I don't know. The NHL loves to put out, you know, different jerseys. We'll see if they do another. Well, no, is reverse retro over? Yes. Are they done with that? Okay. Yeah. But I wonder if they'll do another kind of league-wide alternate series, maybe once all the jerseys go to Fanatics or something. I was just going to say, right, next year you kick off with Fanatics. I could see Fanatics wanting to have some sort of league-wide initiative type thing to launch that partnership with. So my guess is we'll see something next year. Again, whether there'll be official third jerseys or another kind of reverse retro one-year block. I don't know. Um, it was not Ken Hitchcock, RJ. Would you care to guess who was the coach for the Blues? Everybody oh, who correcting us in here. Yeah, I, I didn't think it, Hitchcock was too early. Um, Somebody who also coached the team oh, the Kraken play tomorrow. Oh, okay. So he also coached the Wild. Um, oh, was it? I um, forgot he was the coach in St. Louis. I'm not going to lie. Um. I, I can like picture his face, but I can't remember the name. Mike um, Yo. Mike Yo. That yep. I was that, that was his face I was seeing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tammy, on a positive note, my favorite non-player, Steve Breer, has done a great job with our goalie since joining us last year. Definitely. Certainly has. It was fun this morning uh, watching Philip Grubauer took a, a nice photo with him, like around center ice after morning skate. I don't know why they were taking the picture together, but uh, he was smiling definitely. Yeah. Um, uh riley here speaking of prospects thoughts on chalet looking like we dropped the ball on that pick so far most first rounders have no problem putting up a point per game in the o and he has not personally think we should have taken musty for his chemistry chemistry with goyette uh so i guess i'm gonna go ahead and spoil something that was behind the patreon paywall when i did my kraken prospect rankings i had edward chalet number two right behind shane wright i'm absolutely in love with what chalet is doing i love his creativity Earlier, people talking about needing playmakers, that high skill level guy. He is that guy if he hits. And I do think that right now, yes, the production hasn't been there, but it's important to remember that it's his first season in North America and he's on an awful, awful, awful Barry Colts team. This team has nobody around him, right? Like he is, he is just really, really struggling to find players on his level from a hockey smart standpoint that he can create plays with guys that can get open and create space for themselves so he can make passes to right like the, a lot of the reason that the production hasn't been there has been for that i spoke about it on the patreon um prospect live chat if him and vorsky were switched on which teams they went to and chalet was playing with musty and goyette uh in sudbury he would have the production that Dvorsky's had this year there and they would be lighting things up and he'd be gelling with those guys and he'd be able to play with guys more on his level. But right now on this Barry Colts team, he's just got nobody. And you know what, to his credit, he's still, he's still working. He's close to point per game. And so I've still been very, very impressed when you watch the actual tape. Uh, he looks, you know, as good as advertised. He's making plays that guys just aren't finishing and that's not his fault. 
Won't yep. be a problem in the in, NHL. Yeah, good window into the uh, you know the bit of the prospect chat type of thing with the the good analysis there. I figured I'll just let you let you take that one because I, I knew you had some opinions. Yes, uh, definitely there. Um, anything else you want to talk about from this one, RJ? Oh, or, or about see. tomorrow? Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a really interesting turnaround tomorrow um, because like this is only their second back to back of the season, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, it'll be the first actual home home back to back. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they respond, how much, you know, they may or may not have emptied the tank tonight. Um, I did the wild play tonight. Do we know? Uh, well, oh, I just switched to look at the. Sorry, OK, don't worry point. about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I, I just think it'll be an interesting data point with it being a back to back and seeing how this team responds. I, I guess I'll say the Kraken, they feel like they're close. They feel like they're really close to getting over this losing streak. They played in a lot of one-goal games. And I think when you feel that way, you really just want to get at it right away. I think like the worst thing they could have right now is like three or four games off, days off between a game. They mm-hmm. get to go right back at it tomorrow and, and prove that they can get over the hump. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have not played today, so... And I don't think All they're right. going to still, uh, if I had to guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they have not played today. Uh, so there, that is going to be something tomorrow. You know, we'll see. Right now, the Wild, right, they're getting that new coach bump. But you and I both know, RJ, m- most of the time that doesn't last for teams. So we'll see what kind of Wild team we get tomorrow. Um I'm with you though. Like they've, they've had some really nice flashes. We've seen a lot of positive moments, a lot of positive things that I've been able to point to right. Doing these post games, these last two games, I would love to see that trend continue for the Kraken. love for two points though. Like more than anything, play the ugliest game ever Kraken, but get the dub. And you know what? Score first. Like that's the number every game on this losing streak. They've surrendered the first goal. Just to start a game not chasing the game, it would be so huge for them. That's the one thing I want to see out of them. Start strong and score first. And I think the rest, if you bring the effort, it'll take care of itself from there. I I agree with that. I really do. I think that's something. We talked about it earlier. I believe it was Julia brought up the really good point of, you know, we had been talking. The Kraken had never come back from a two-goal deficit so far this year. They've been doing it a lot on this losing streak, RJ. They just can't quite finish it off later on in the game. Uh, But that is still something, too. If they aren't able to score first, they they have shown that they can get back in it. Um, Jersey Ideal in here... uh, from from uh who who's the first one to come up with this? Uh Burnt Creme. I'd like a black jersey with a light blue space needle anchor logo. Right? So kind of thinking along the same lines of those Dallas ones, RJ. That would be sick. Like this this light blue color would look yeah, really yeah. good outlining something. Yeah, I think the contrast, if you could just get it to pop on whatever the background is, I think it would look awesome. Yeah. I I think you would want to go with those stars jerseys like a model. Just have you know, the, the all black and then just have it really stand out. Use that ice blue because it's such a great color. Yes, that is true. Uh, Riley Friedman brought up on 32 Thoughts that Larson's name has come up in trade rumors. Uh, he brought up that his friends have asked him about Larson, specifically his Oilers friends. Uh, but he said uh, pretty, in my opinion, pretty clearly that he was he, he doesn't think anything's going on there. Yeah, so. I'm sure they would like to have him. I, I'm sure the Oilers yeah. would like to have an Adam Larson yes. back. That is that is what's going on. Yeah, no real rumors around the Kraken when it comes to the trade stuff there. So um, that's I think we'll go ahead and, and close it up on that one, RJ. At least get the points. They're staying in it. It's only five points, yep. RJ. It's doable. 
<laughs> yep. See, see how many points can collect, and eventually you, you can turn it around and start getting two in a game. Um, but you know what? A lot of season left. They, they can do it. Yep, definitely. They can. And they could start tomorrow picking up two points against the Minnesota Wild. Let's go. Let's do it, Kraken. I believe in them. Uh, can't wait for the game, everybody, tomorrow night. Can't wait to be back here on post game with all of you. I know RJ as well. Uh, thanks, everybody. Good night, and we'll see you all tomorrow.